just to some context, so uh, the, the the core audience for your your podcast, yeah. uh, mystery to me, your customers would uh-huh. that be your core? Yes, although the goal of the podcast is actually to reach yeah. out beyond just mystery to me. Yeah, so tell your friend in Ohio to listen to our show. You're listening to Open Books, a show about bookstores by people in bookstores. I'm your host, Charlotte Kololuka, from Mystery to Me in Madison, Wisconsin. On today's episode, I visited the future, which is actually happening right now. You may remember the audiobook, wise and respected predecessor of the podcast. Maybe you were like me, and when your family was bracing for a long road trip, you'd go to the library and check out three bulky plastic cases of Harry Potter Book 2 to feed to the minivan CD player until you made it to Washington, D.C. Anybody? Okay. Well, I'm here to report that the audiobook is not only alive, well, and way more portable, but also a great way to support your local bookstore thanks to a company called Libro FM. I talked with Libro's creator and CEO, Mark Pearson, to talk about how audiobooks have impacted print books, Libro FM versus Audible, and how audio is going to change the game. One little sound note, I interviewed Mark over video chat, so there are times when you might hear what sounds like a very small deck of cards being shuffled. It's just the mic. There are no very small decks of cards being shuffled near or around you. We're, tra- we're starting local, of course. I think sure. that's yeah. on theme. <laughs> but then we're uh, we're trying to make it more accessible to a, a bigger, broader yeah. audience. And are you recording any of your author events yet? Not yet. We've had okay. an author on the show. So she called in. We talked about... Yeah. Um, actually, we talked to Francesca Flores of her about uh, Diamond City, the YA book. Um, and we have a couple of other authors lined up for the future, but we are not recording author events yet, but I know that you wanted to talk to me about like, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause we like, just like you, um, you know, we need good content. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where there's this line that's becoming blurred between what's a podcast, what is an audio book. Yep. And we feel like the, the live author events could also be used for your podcast. Totally. As well as for a, we, could, we could turn it into an audio book. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, and I think especially for stores that are not in big city centers, but there are stores kind of in the middle of nowhere. I was just out of or out at Arcadia in Spring Green. Yeah. They're not the middle of nowhere, but it's kind of a trek to get there. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool if they can author offer author events um, as a recording because yeah. it's 2020. I mean, whether we like it or not, <laughs> we can't stay fully analog. Exactly. <laughs> While we're here, can you first tell me a little bit about how Libro FM came to be? I know from, again, from researching, it started over beers, which in Wisconsin we can relate to. So <laughs> I published a book about backpacking around Europe after I graduated from college. Wow. And uh, so and I went on a book tour, spoke at 41 bookstores around the country. So Whoa. I fell in love with, <laughs> with books and marketing uh-huh. and also bookstores, right? Because yes. I visited so many stores around the country. So there was a lot that led up to the launch of Libra FM and over beers uh, at Third Place Books <laughs> in Seattle, uh-huh. right? And I saw the growth of the audiobook um, segment, right? Mm-hmm. And as in our busy lifestyles, uh, it's hard to find time um, to sit down in a chair, in a quiet space, <laughs> and open a print book. It is, Which it's hard. like the dream, right? By the <laughs> fireplace, and but in our modern lives with traffic and, you know, commutes, and, oh, we have to fit in our workout, uh-huh. um, you know, I wanted to be able to take books with me. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically put all this together and saw that, you know, bookstores didn't uh, sell audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly they did in the past with CDs and tapes, right? But that with what? No, I'm away. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, that's how it came together. Um, in mm-hmm. combination with some friends over beers. Uh, and now we're in year seven. Um, wow. With M. We work with 920 uh, independent bookstores offering awesome. memberships and selling books one at a time. And it's uh, we're having a blast. That's great. So, I mean, I've talked to a lot of only brick and mortar bookstores at this point, And a, a lot of them inherit most of their stock when they start out. But with an audiobook company, it's not like you can just inherit a bunch of recordings and then build your stock or order from Edelweiss or anything like that. So how do you, that industry is a completely different industry. Can you tell me how it works? Yeah. I mean, certainly there's some similarities, right? And so Libra FM, we partner with um, publishers of Mm -hmm. all sizes. Um, Publishers are now um, publishing more audiobooks than ever before, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the growth. Um, so we license uh, the rights to be able to offer them through local bookstores mm-hmm. uh, on our platform. Now, um, that's taken uh, years uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to come together to get the partnerships in place. Right. And now our catalog is up to 150,000. Wow. <laughs> which is, it's a lot. That's a lot. But then I also think about it's a small fraction of the amount of books available in the world that have ever been written. So do you know a little bit? Or maybe you know everything. How many books in the world have ever been written? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you know that number? Well, um, yeah. Well, so you know, right now um, there are probably fourteen million um, print books available. Oh my gosh, you do um, know the number? <laughs> yes, yes. Because we we also uh, created a, a thing called Bookstore Link. Uh-huh. Uh, which connects um, readers to the local bookstore. Right. Um, and so there are 14 million books listed um, through Bookstore Link right now. Holy moly. Yeah. And that's a lot. That's <laughs> so this, many. But to us, you know, um, this is why bookstores and booksellers mm-hmm. matter because there are there's a sea of print mm-hmm. books, 14 million. We have 150,000 audiobooks. What do you read or what do you listen to? Yeah, yeah. Right? And so it's the curation part that is unique to Libro, mm-hmm. FM, uh, Mystery to Me, mm-hmm. uh, and independent bookstores yeah. is to help people find a book. Well, and in a, in a medium that works for them because I think here in Madison, we have a lot of people who buy actual print books but I used to live in Brooklyn and I spent, I'd say, it felt like half my day on the train. <laughs> and so <laughs> podcasts and audiobooks, man, I leaned on those really hard to keep me up to date, whether it was because I'm listening to the news or because, yeah, I can't op- I can't physically read a book <laughs> yeah. on the train. It's so nice to have this option. Um, but not when we're talking about the numbers here, 150,000 out of 14 million available print books how do publishers choose which books get adapted into audiobooks? And then do yeah. you, Libro FM, have to choose from a big pool of available audiobooks to what is your selection going to be? Are you kind of all of it? Yeah. Uh, so we, we want all the audiobooks that are available. Okay. Um, and then we rely on our, our 7,000 book selling partners mm-hmm. uh, to make the recommendations, yeah. right? And we help in that process. Um, the publishers... Um, in, in some ways, they have a high bar for what they will turn into an audiobook because mm-hmm. it, it costs money. Um, totally, it takes time um, to do a quality production. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could it could cost anywhere from two to four hundred dollars for a uh, uh, finished hour 
right? So wow. if you have a ten, yeah, if you have a ten-hour book, it would cost between two to four thousand dollars, maybe more, depending on the level of production. So that's an expense, right? Yeah. To make an investment in hopes that you know they'll eventually, um, you know, make their money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's why not every single book is turned into an audio book sure. because of the cost involved. Is there any kind of influence that the buying public has over that? If a lot of print copies sell, does that kind of ping the publisher to be like, hmm, we should turn this into an audiobook? Yes. So now what you're seeing is simultaneous re- releases mm-hmm. um, where the, the audio is, is coming out the exact same day as the print release. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what um, readers, listeners expect. But in the in the past, yes, you're right. They would look at print sales and then, okay. oh wow, there's a market here. Let's let's create an audiobook. Uh-huh. You have two years worth of sales data. Dutch House, which is written by Ann Patchett, is narrated by Tom Hanks. So can we look forward to audiobooks now being these sort of celebrity vehicles, or was that a really specific request on somebody's part? No. Well, we, <laughs> we, we, we believe the future is audio. Okay. Right? And I am a print person. I read in print. I subscribe to New York Times seven uh-huh. days a week. I like to hold a print paper. Uh-huh. Print's not going anywhere, right? And I, and I celebrate that. Ooh, that's an time, interesting opinion. Yeah, at the same time, <laughs> audio is exploding, yeah. right? You know, yeah, yeah. 25% of Americans, you know, have listened to a podcast, right, in the last mm-hmm. year. Uh, audio is growing. And so with that, the, the good news is the production levels are um, just getting better and better. And so the HarperCollins and Anne, they were able to bring in Tom Hanks, yeah, right? It's so fun. Audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> um, just uh, this last week, uh, Jessica Simpson uh, mm-hmm. recorded her own audiobook book cool. uh, called Open Book, which is a top five bestseller now, uh-huh. and even included six original songs on her audiobook. What? Right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's such Just a for smart... the audiobook. You know, and Michelle Obama, um, oh, yeah. you know, you can be her best friend for 17 hours if you oh. listen to her audiobook because she reads it to you. We should be so lucky. <laughs> you know, and I, and so it'd be, it'd be, now, now it'd be, un, it, you couldn't imagine someone else reading uh, Michelle Obama's book. No, absolutely not. No. And so, so that's, that's, that's the good news um, for, for people who love books out there is that these, these audiobooks, um, you're just going to get better and better. LibroFM is obviously, or to me, it seems obvious that it is a response to Amazon's Audible. Um, I don't know if all of our listeners know, Audible, where a lot of people have gotten audiobooks in the past, is an off- is owned by Amazon and funded by Amazon, which, of course, we're stridently trying to take down one little indie bookstore at a time. <laughs> so not only do we appreciate LibroFM splitting the proceed- proceeds, the profit, with independent bookstores and consumers can decide which bookstore they want to give that money to when they make a purchase. But can you tell me a little bit about that of LibreFM versus Audible? Is it very similar to brick and mortars versus Amazon itself? So you're right. Um, Audible is Amazon. Yep. (laughs) Uh, They have been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so um, uh, actually the majority of our customers uh, who decide to cancel their Audible subscription Mm -hmm. uh, and then support the local bookstore, Mm -hmm. right? So that's where most of our customers come from. And we like to say, you know, we have the same audiobooks at the same price, but a different story. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. we have a great story to tell as independent bookstores. Yes. And... And so we, there's three things we focus on the creation part, yep. right? We're not relying on algorithms. We mm-hmm. have there's real people behind Libro and I work in bookstores. Yep. It's the, um, community part. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think Amazon 
Community is not a word that you think of. You think of destroying communities. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think of what wonderful things Amazon does for communities. No, not at all. <laughs> um, and um, but and the third thing is really what Amazon has done well, and that is convenience. Yeah. Um, they make it easy. Hard to argue that. You know, but that's where Libra FM comes yeah. in. That's yeah. our role is to make it very convenient to um, to buy books, to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's that's the difference between us and Audible is is uh, the purpose and why you do something. Yeah, yeah. So for them, the whole purpose is just to, to make more money. Yeah. Right. And anything they can do to keep their customers around longer and make more money, that's what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, but for us, you know, what fires us up every day to, to, to work and uh, um, is is the content itself is the love for books, which is going to it's going to expand. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's going to now include, you know, author uh, events. Oh, that's so cool. Recorded, recorded live at bookstores. Yeah. You know, author interviews um, and more. Right. So mm-hmm. you can, you can basically, you know, we, our role is to uh, get content to people who love books and, and I can see us going into more areas in the future. For cool. Sure. So you're online, you're digital, and it's hard to believe that anything that's online and or digital could not be run by an algorithm. Can you tell me a little bit more about the human power behind LibroFM? Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, we uh, are, our brand is really about good marketing and, mm-hmm. and, and, and solid technology, right? And so there, there is a lot underneath the platform in terms of technology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, at the heart of it, are there's real people behind it. And so we don't have anyone outside of our company build anything. Um, it's all um, done um, by our team, by our team of now 10 people mm-hmm. um, in, this, in the Seattle area. Our uh, like social media, it's all handpicked based upon um, bookseller um, reviews. Oh. So we have, I think, more than a thousand reviews written by booksellers. Wow. Um, with someone's name attached to it. Uh-huh. Um, and so we have a high respect for what booksellers think in terms of the um, what people want to listen to. Oh, so we feature so nice. those. <laughs> so it's a combination, right? Uh-huh. Um, so we, we definitely have to, you know, work and, and take data and collect those from booksellers. Um, mm-hmm. But it's that, that behind it all, is, and, and we hope this comes through, is a passion for the books. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, but it's a, it's a challenge uh, to, uh, to, to have a online company represent real people, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. It's not going to be as perfect as the live conversation uh, in a bookstore where you're browsing shelves. But our goal is to get as close as possible to that experience in a bookstore. Yeah. Well, everything I mean, we do. I'm a bookseller, and so I often take advantage yeah. of the advanced listener copies. But from time to time, I'll just scroll through the regular um, Libro FM, and I really appreciate that nothing is assailing me with like, well, if you liked this book, you're going to love this book. <laughs> it's more just like, what catches? It's like walking through a bookstore, but on your computer. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we're, you know, we'll, we'll probably add something similar to that, but, but we want to preserve the, the curation part of the booksellers. Yeah. So it's going to be based upon, you know, what you're recommending mm-hmm. and, and others. Well, yeah, and I mean, not simply just uh, what the data says. Right. Yeah. We have that in our actual store too, right? We put post-it notes on the covers of books and that's yeah. a little bit like being a sales. <laughs> but for mm-hmm. introverts, which we find there are a lot of introverts in bookstores, <laughs> it may come as a surprise. Um, <laughs> it keeps you from having to pick up every single book or click through every single link to see, is this something that's going to grab me? And again, speaks to the human element of if a person can vouch for a book to your face or on a post-it note, that means a lot more than 
just the data, the cold, hard numbers of everybody bought this book, you know? Um, and I guess at a, at a higher level, um, you know, we're in this because reading is not a growth industry. Mm. Okay. Um, now things are, are flat, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the number of uh, print books that are read every year in the United States has pretty much stayed the same for a decade, mm-hmm. right? Whereas you can imagine the growth of Netflix and people Ooh. watching TV shows and binge watching is just like off the charts. Of right? course, yeah. And so um, we're not content with having reading flat. Uh, hmm. we, we think audio is a way to get more people into books hmm. um, of all that print, all formats. If we look at you know you know why why people become booksellers, mm-hmm. right? Is they want it that you you want to share what you've known and, and love about books with others. You want more people to experience that. Mm-hmm. And that's the same, that, that's why we're doing this. I also wanted to ask you about BookLink. Can you tell me yes. the bookseller, how that works, <laughs> and then how it works for our customers as well? So uh, Bookstore Link is a, a tool that we built mm-hmm. primarily for authors and publishers and influencers mm. um, who want to support local bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not a discovery tool or something for the general reader or listener to go to mm-hmm. uh, or even a bookstore to share. Um, it's a way for authors who value what bookstores do in their communities mm-hmm. um, to direct people to a, find their store. Mm-hmm. So um, they could uh, share a link, one link to their book, mm-hmm. uh, and then the print and audio edition would come up um, across 950 bookstores. Wow. So then you could go to Mystery to Me or any of the 900 bookstores to mm-hmm. place your order. Okay, so if I wanted a book, let's say I'm interested in getting a book, and the author has the link um, the book link in their Instagram bio or something. Yes. I click on that. It's going to list all of the Libro FM partners, regardless if that book is already in the store or not. Is that correct? You got it right. Okay. Yes. So yeah. then so they... you could search by the, if you know the name of the store, you can enter that mm-hmm. or the city, the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we just want to make it very easy for them to share one link instead of 950 links sure. <laughs> uh, uh, so that the customer can buy it through a local bookstore because um, yeah. on average, um, the bookstores uh, make uh, $1.2 million in revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, that sounds like a big number, and it is a big number. Well, um, I didn't get excited about it. <laughs> but, but I'm a business person, right? But, so I look at this stuff, but the, the, the net profit, the take-home at yeah. the end of the day for, for a year – only $10,000. Yeah, it's so after all those expenses are covered, the the health insurance, the rent, the Mm -hmm. the books, this, you're you're left with $10,000. So that's basically a nonprofit. Yep. Um, more or less. And bookstores do pay taxes, which Amazon sure do. Yes. (laughs) So all I say, and we believe this, every sale matters. Yeah. Every book matters, every sale. And so, um, if there's anything we can do to help boost those numbers for a print book, um, we want to do it. And authors, it's part of the responsibility to help. Yes, um, it's true. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all, you know, just like, uh, we, we, we give to, uh, any number of, uh, you know, nonprofits and mm-hmm. support and all these causes that we care about. We have to do the same and vote with our, our, our book purchases. Mm-hmm. We want to keep bookstores, uh, not just uh, surviving, but thriving. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Books I mean, are doing all right, but we want to see them. We want to see them grow. Yeah, we. I think I said this on our on last week's episode too. So sorry, listeners. I keep saying the same thing, but we we try to educate authors one at a time. If they request to do an event with us or stock their book, 
Um, if they only advertise that you can buy the book on Amazon and then, you know, at select local bookstores, that's a real turnoff for us because if somebody sees that we're promoting this author and they're not in the Madison area or they're not going to go to the trouble of having us ship their book, their next action is going to go buy it on Amazon, which, and who could blame them? It's so convenient and everybody wants that material, whether it's books or audiobooks. And if you can get it after a single click, why wouldn't you? So yes, it's very, it's, it's very important that authors are the first line of defense as far as the economy goes and education of you could buy it on Amazon, but why don't you support this local bookstore instead? Whether it's a specific one or now thanks to BookLink, you can just get the book from anywhere, whatever one is closest to your heart or closest to your home. Yeah, I think you're so right about the um, education piece that does start with the authors, mm -hmm. and then Bookstore Link is a part of that. And so we've created uh, um, these bookstore champions. So every Ooh. month, we recognize authors who go above and beyond uh, to support local bookstores. What? Cool. Um, yes, yeah. So this currently, um, it, James Patterson is our bookstore champion. I have never heard um, of him. No. <laughs> you know, who, or listeners who, um, of course, know his name, but may not know that he's given more than $1.3 million. And I believe that number may even be higher now. Yeah directly to booksellers as part of a holiday bonus program. Wow. Um, and, and so uh, we celebrate that on our website, mm -hmm. uh, as well as recently uh, Malcolm Gladwell yep. and Patchett. Um, this next month is Jason Reynolds. Um, wow, who cool. Is a big advocate of yeah. bookstores. Uh, and then we also did Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is a Major League Baseball player uh, who is a pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Wow. Uh, they won the World Series. Congrats. Uh, and he, this year, he is going to be the um, Independent Bookstore Day um, uh, champion, uh, ambassador. What? Um, that's Saturday, April 25th. So uh, he's going to bat for local bookstores, and you'll see him active on social media. And, and so all this, uh, you know, as you can tell, I'm excited about, you know, where this is going. But then Absolutely. we, we uh, as our community, we have to t educate customers as well mm -hmm. and readers and, and, and to help uh, invite them to participate in this movement. Yeah. Um, but it certainly helps when we have, we have those authors and, and baseball players help telling the story. That cheers me up quite a bit to learn that it's not just book people who are invested in this. It's people in all sorts of industries and professions we all recognize that bookstores are important. And I like that you said print is not going anywhere because there's this big myth, right? That print is dead. We're all going to be reading on screens and, you know, no one's going to be able to like even recognize a book or handwrite anything anymore. I think that's being a little catastrophic. I think books are here to stay. People like them. Enough people still take comfort in them and are raising their kids to take comfort in them and appreciate them and value them. It's not going anywhere, but that doesn't mean that we can stay static in just the print books only. It's a little draconian. <laughs> we have to expand into the other technologies because they offer us new opportunities. Like they saying. do, and um, and I'm happy to report uh, that our members who mm -hmm. listen to a lot of books they end up reading more print books mm -hmm. because oh, cool. of audio, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, you, you you then appreciate what books uh, what books do, yeah, right? and, and the joy they bring and the and the, the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And so you want more of it naturally. Yes, of right? course. And so then you have buying print books. Yeah. This episode of Open Books was recorded in Madison, Wisconsin, and Seattle, Washington. 
You can join Libro FM or make the switch from Audible to Libro FM at their website, Libro.fm. That's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M. You can also follow their social media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And in the real world, you can ask your favorite indie booksellers if they're partnered with Libro FM. Next time you're listening to an audiobook on Libro FM, take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Tag us, tag them, and let us know what you're listening to. We'd love to hear about it. Open Books is produced by me, Charlotte Kolaluka, out of Mystery to Me in Madison, Wisconsin. You can find us online on Facebook and Instagram and at our website, mysterytomebooks.com. If you know someone who loves bookstores as much as we do, tell them about this show. It also helps us if you rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. 